Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Uh, let's get to the next game. <laughs> Eels versus the Knights. Eels, we've got a couple of Eels fans here. One there, one there. Um, got, got some a lot Knights of Eels fans. fans. Boom, boom, Any Knights boom, fans? Boom. Yeah, bomb. That one back there. Um, both Hello Sport fans, hey? Hey? <laughs> Boys, stay for how are you Hello Sports fans? They give it to you every week, you poor, you poor bastards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm friends with them and they put shit on Broncos fucking in their sleep. Um, anyway, the, the Eels defeat the Knights. Uh, one of their not Eels' best performances all year, for sure. They looked exactly what we hoped they were going to look like coming into this season. Um, you know, I think Mitchell Moses continues to grow into the player that we all know he is. But for me personally, you know, yeah, it was probably the Mitchell Moses show, but it was a gutto show for me. I thought he was just outstanding. Um, at the back there, Hopgood as well. Your man Hopgood. I mean, <laughs> forty-five at the desk. Jesus, lucky this is good, honest wood, <laughs> honest and true. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You always perform when Dad's watching, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked up in the crowd. A tear came down his eye. <laughs> Um, this is a great performance. And I thought Junior Paolo really stood up in the absence of RCG uh, and got the job done. On a, from a Knights perspective, yeah, really poor performance. Like, just a, like so disappointing after how gutsy they've been for a month now. And it just sets them back so far because, you know, they built this kind of gritty mentality where <coughs> – you, you almost go to the Knights. They're not a bogey team for people, but it's like, oh, you no longer go and face the Knights now and go, oh, yeah, this we'll, we just put apply a bit of pressure and eventually they'll crack. They build a reputation for, like, they're going to hang into the death. And then they came out on the weekend and they were so below their standards that they'd set themselves. It was crazy. Unfortunately, Ponga just does not look confident in the front line. He does not look like he looks concerned about making contact, which is understandable. He's had so many head knocks. Uh, what would you make of this game, Garina? Yeah, we were obviously on the sideline for this one at the game. And um, 
yeah, tough to watch Newcastle. I remember growing up, Newcastle was always, no matter where they were on the ladder, no matter what was going on, you drive up the highway and it'd always be a really tough game. And it just, I felt like over the last five or six weeks, maybe we're getting back to that. They might not have the most skilled team or whatever, but they're <coughs> tough and they hang in the contest. And to see that performance on the weekend, like as I said, we were really close down there and there was just missed tackles left, right and centre. Like... <laughs> Clint Gutherson scored three tries. I was disappointed he didn't score six. Like, he could have scored a stack in that game. 43-12 could have been 63-12 and then some. Like, Gills like, had score 61 line tackle breaks. Newcastle, Th- 13 yeah, line breaks or something? Si- 16. Uh, so they had 61 tackle breaks and 13 line breaks. <laughs> yeah. It was like a training run throughout it. It was, it was embarrassing. We, we were like... Two metres away from Dom Young getting skinned by Mike Acevo on the wing. I don't think I've ever seen Mike Acevo skin anyone with speed. Yeah, he's just such a big boy. And Dom Young, of all people, who he's quick as. Then he chipped over the top of Dom Young just for shits and gigs. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, all right, we'll speak about the Knights. We'll get the pain out of the way first, Knights fans. Apologies, apologies. Um, you know... This isn't a I told you so, this isn't a hindsight hero call. But, you know, anyone listening to this podcast, from the get-go, we have said Kale and Ponga, we believe, should stay at fullback. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts, mate, or if you've got a, got a mic there. <laughs> Who's got the mic? Uh, there he is. Oh, you got one? He's All right. Nice, man. What, 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 what are your thoughts, mate? On oh, the, the I think mate? you hit the nail on the head, mate. I'd, especially since watching Tyson Gamble play at six and that he's got that gritty kind of, you know, tough mentality. He's not afraid to make tackles. And that's no, you know, I'm not talking shit about Caelan Ponger, obviously, because, you know, he's afraid of getting hit in the head again. Obviously, like, that's what I see when I watch him try to make a tackle. He missed 10 tackles on the weekend. That's twice as many as the next worst player who missed tackles. So I think if you're missing that many tackles against a team like then, I mean, 43s, probably a pretty good reflection of... Um, and, and to Ponga's credit, like in the post-game presser, like he put his hand up, said, that was abysmal. I had like hand up. I need to be a lot better than that. He knows it. So ordinary, yeah. And it's, it's a shame after watching, you know, it's, it's a tough existence being a Knights fan sometimes, I'll admit. And after the last few weeks, I've been kind of getting that, you know, build up to what you were saying, Giru, before about to what it used to be. And then to mm. just def- be deflated after that kind of performance is really tough. Um, yeah, so I don't really know. Is it, a, is it setting the spine? Because I feel like, you know, depth is a good thing, but we're almost, it's almost to our detriment having too much depth in that spine because I don't think Adam O'Brien knows who to pick week to week. Like, who does he pick at six and nine and off the bench? It's tough, and can you put Ponga back at one? Because Lachlan Mill has probably been our best player all year, in my opinion. How do you take him out? How do you put Ponga back there? Where do you put Miller? I wouldn't want to be in his shoes, to be honest. I honestly think, like, this sounds crazy because he's the one point, you know, $5 million man. Bring Kalen off the bench until you know for sure that he is 100% confident on that field. Um, I know, I know that you want to have strike. I know these electric. We we all know that. That's all a given. We all know how great Callum Ponger is. Huge fan, especially in Origin, so good. But you know, once you cross that line, unfortunately, you can't really say, "Oh well, I was worried about this or worried about that." You know, you're either good to play or you're not good to play. And I personally think that they should uh, put Tyson Gamble back there uh, because, ironically, and you know. I, this isn't a knock on Tyson, but he's not the best half in Lacombe. Like, he, he's a fringy, comes in, does a job. B 
but he kind of did represent what you've had over the last four weeks, which was grit. And so, like, he brought a part of that into the side. And I just think that, like, <coughs> I would be putting Ponga on the bench, bringing him in for injection until Ponga could safely say, I'm confident in my body. I'm not worried about head knocks anymore. Whereas, like, to come back after one game and then go, yep, he's good to go against the Eels, this dominant, massive forward pack, just might be a bit too much too soon. And I actually like what Gamble was bringing to the side. But can't, can't Kempi KP do that from fullback where he doesn't have to defend? But, like, Lockie Miller's been so good. Yeah, I, got, I, yeah. I, I get that, but as you said, KP's your, what, $1.5 million man or whatever he is. The, the team is better when he's there playing fullback. That's a problem. When you look at stats, they actually yeah, lose. Yeah, they, they are, yeah. You know, and but, it's no disrespect to KP. There's so many different things that go into stats. Stats don't always tell the full story. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the Knights are onto a good thing to last four weeks. Like yeah. They've essentially checkmated themselves by getting Lockham Miller at fullback. Oh. He's killed it. Tyson Gamble came in with an ounce of the ability KP has and just off ticker did a really good job question is, where do you fit KP in now? Does he improve the side when he's in there? Well, it's like, okay, so maybe you put Lockie Miller at six. Lockie Miller has said he'll play there, but what's he like in defence? We don't know. And all of a sudden, you're moving guys that are going well in positions out of position to accommodate for Kalen now. Miller on the wing. I just feel like, you know, put it this way. Let's say Kalen wasn't on $1.4 million Mm. or $2 million. Let's say he wasn't. Do you reckon he would have been rushed into that six role? Probably not. I reckon he would have been kept on the bench until he was confident in his body to get the job done. If Kalen Ponga, if, if the names, like if Kalen Ponga and uh, Tyson Gamble were on the same amount of money and the same sort of profile, he never would have got that jersey back off him well, after those three weeks. I think I think he would have come off the bench. I think would have, I still think Kalen is obviously clearly the better player. Uh, yeah, sure. But based on performances this year, I don't think Tyson would have lost that jersey. Mm. Yeah, I, I would have probably kept him, as I said, coming off the bench and basically like, Tyson, it's still Kalen's jersey, but like Tyson is almost, it's a battle for it. Like Kalen, you have to work off the bench mm. to get that jersey back yeah. for off Tyson. And yeah, even the suggestion of put Kalen Ponger at fullback. The Knights have shown they can't get anything out of him at fullback. Mm. When he goes well at fullback, his origin. It's not for yeah. Newcastle. Well, I, I personally just think that like at the moment, he is more, it's more important for the club long term for him to just get confident in his body. And Lockie Miller is doing more than a good enough job. He's had four games on the trot where they were, you know, one point off beaten than Penrith. Penrith. Then you had, well, he's won three in a row, didn't you? A draw and mm. then two wins. So without KP, lost to Dolphins, but they had no one. Mm. Beat Raids, drew with Manly, beat Warriors, lost a point to the Panthers, and then two points to the Cowboys, and KP was back for that. So, yeah, it's like great results without so I'm just So I'm just thinking, like, I'd be putting KP at 14, Getting him confident in his body again. Because, like, as we all know, KP's a gun. He's a gun. You know, maybe also whilst you're taking time to get KP confident again, you try to train Lockie Miller at six, see how he goes, maybe mm. test him there, see if he can move in there. Um, well, what are your thoughts, mate, as a, as a Knights fan? And then obviously you too as well. I've been saying for, like, the last few weeks that we're in Anamelia away from a home final. So, eggs on my <laughs> face. <laughs> uh, well, I think we made our own problems for ourselves. Like, when we signed Lockie Miller... Like pretty much said he's going to be the one. Uh, and then we had Gamble sign earlier, so I made him a 6 or a 14 or 18th man. And then we're stuck with KP, our number one, or our number one player. Mm. What are we going to do with him? Too many options. Like, too many options, or too many weapons in the duffel, really. <laughs> <laughs> Create our own problem. So we're kind of stuck with what's our problem? What are we going to do? How are we going to solve it? And we're kind of yeah. left with no answer at the moment with no answer. 
I'm sure we'll get there, but how we get there, fuck knows, God knows for. Would you would you start out of the nights and have me not? So you're not nights, nights. Any other nights, Fancy? Would you would you start Pong in next uh, week at six or would you put him at fourteen? Yeah, I'm sure you'll bounce back. Uh, he's got that dog in him. Would you start him at six? Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Bounce back. Oh, not, yeah, bounce back at the bottom. <laughs> Two points. <laughs> where, where would you put... What would you do? 14. Until he gets confident again or...? Just want to pass in the, the yeah. mic real quick. There's probably a direct correlation with his uh, off-the-field halves partner, Connor Watson, not being there anymore. Mm. And, you know, the last two years, you know, he hasn't been performing, so... Maybe he misses the hot boy. Hey, we've all had our hearts broken by a hot guy. That's a tr- it's just the truth. <laughs> just, yeah, I just think like more time to build him into it. And, and you're building something that was really like growth there. I, I, I don't see why it needed to rush back to six to, to put in there. And, and it, look, I understand, look, if he missed four or five tackles and it was just, you know, you let in one or two tries, you kind of would be like, yeah, that, that happens at the, in the half position. You know, you miss tackles. That's, that's part of rugby league. But it was just, you could really tell he was just not confident. Like, it, which, again, it's understandable. The, the poor bloke has had so many head knocks over the last, um, whatever it is. Um, it's, any just, other- it's just tough. Like, if you bring him off the bench, like, you're then trying to find a spot for KP. You're trying to find a spot for Tyson Gamble. You've had five years to work out what position Kurt Mann is. <laughs> I've got no idea. Credit to Kurt Mann how, how versatile he is. You know what happened between him and AOB? For well, him apparently, get- I think an abdominal injury that come out. I personally think Cape, uh, Kurt Mann hasn't been playing well enough to get selected at the moment. He's hardly played. He had a heap of injuries, hadn't he? Yeah. I, I, he played this year? I would be, I would be having Tyson, Tyson Gamble, Hastings, Miller. Um, and I'd actually think Phoenix Crossland at nine. And then I'd be putting KP on the bench. And then I'd be trying to move Tyson Gamble probably into nine when I brought KP on mm. and just get Tyson Gamble to just, just rip and tear in the middle there, give okay service. Um, but it's tough. It's really tough. Look, it's one, look, they could bounce back. We, we could just be looking at a really good performance from the Eels. Like, this could be just one of those situations where, you know, we got the grand finalist team against a team that's, you know, a bottom six-ish side, mm. and, and that's, that was the score. It, it is going to be an interesting, you know, they've obviously got the bye next week. So Newcastle's got two, two weeks to bounce back from that. When they come back, they take on the Gold Coast Titans at Newcastle, Sunday Arbor. So. I will say it is in KP's favour now that he has two weeks off to try to, you know, get more confident, do a lot of contact at training, all that kind of stuff. Got the great KP behind us. Um, but, yeah, it's it's... We all, everyone, I think everyone wants Caelan Ponga. But any, if you're a rugby league fan, you want him back on the field playing his best footy. Uh, and yeah, on the weekend, unfortunately, just didn't look confident. Now on to the, the mighty Eels. Eels fans. We've got one there, there. <laughs> any, any, any other ones? Everyone over there? Um, are you convinced with the Eels? Not convinced? How are you feeling? A bit unsure. Mm. Based off Josh Hodgson, like, you can't play him more than 20 in the middle because teams come back and target us through the middle. Mm. He misses tackles, he can't he? cover across. Another thing is, you mentioned Junior Polo was massive. I actually thought, like, Wurumu, Greg, Makatar, mm. Ogden, who came in for Madison. Like, yep. going into the ground, I was like, oh, Maddo's out, who's going to stand up? And I was impressed with them. Yep. Oh, Widermoo Greg has been really good because when he come down from the Cowboys, I'm pretty sure he came yeah. down from. I was like a bit concerned that he didn't 
not explode onto the scene, but like where he didn't get many games, and you're kind of going, oh, this this big fella that's come up from the, from the Cowboys, he's got all this potential, and you would worry that he kind of could fade out into obscurity. Um, but I think ever since Polo and then RCG have had an injury here or there. He's been fantastic. You t- I totally agree with you. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he, uh, he subbed on right next to us. It was about two metres away. Big boy. Big bit of gear. Good big, big God. boy. And so that's why it was so surprising that when he got yeah. down there, you didn't see him just like force his way under the bench, at least in that rotation. But even before that, at the Cowboys, like when he first came on the scene, he had so many raps. And he killed he it in that Indigenous game, it. I yep. think. And we're all going, wow, this is. And he just fell off the radar for so long. Um, but yeah, with the Eels, oh, they're just one of those sides where, you, you know, I kind of feel like what happened with last year where everyone was like, nah, they're done. And I was like, yeah, but they can just put it together. And all of a sudden you're sitting there going, they're a premiership threat. So For 80 minutes too, Kempi. Yeah. Which, probably their first 80-minute yeah. game of the season. Yeah. And they still like – what's bizarre is they still didn't even complete that high percentage. They still completed at 67%. Shit. And well, so, they still bombed four or so tries yeah. at least. And so it's like when you see them click into gear and you see their potential, it's like – they really can go on a run again. It's all similar. It's a similar situation with the Rabbitohs. Is when they click into gear, it is just you just can't stop them. Mm. Can't stop them. What any um, Eels fan there? Thoughts on the Eels this year? I just like like the other bloke said. Yeah, it's still a bit unsure. But mm. I feel that was Dylan Brown's best game of the year so far. He mm. actually stood mm. up and he was really good. But um, yeah, until I see it repeated, it's a bit of a maybe a little, bit of a manly flat track bully kind of game yeah. until they repeat it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's so tough because the best sides that win comps, usually they show consistency at at least at some period during the year. Very rarely does the team that win the comp hasn't shown, like, strung at least six to seven really strong good games together. Um, and so the, with the Eels, it, it all really hinged. Like, what was, what's surprising is, like, I actually think this is probably Mitchell Moses' best form he's ever been in. And yet they're so up and down. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. He, he has been really good. I thought maybe he'd drop off since after the contract signing, but he yeah. he's really kept going. He's he's going well too. So, what are your thoughts, mate? Is he still in front there? Bit of a counterpoint to the Mitchell Moses thing. I reckon this, before he signed his contract and all that stuff was going around, he couldn't goal kick for anything. Yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean. Like it was Struggling. tearing us apart because we were m- missing games by like four points. They're all winnable games, but I reckon he's been outstanding recently ever since it's um, mm. signed the contract. Um, but yeah, no, it's good performance so far, I reckon. Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's hard to put a gauge on them, like you always say. And mm. like, uh, like old mate said back there, as soon as Matto was ruled out, this is such a danger game for us. Yeah. But I wanted to see your opinion on um, Andrew Davey signing mm. immediately. And yeah. like, I would have thought our first priority would be signing a prop, especially with Reg out. Mm. Um, and we're stacked for second round. Like we've got Lane, we've got Cartwright who's been killing it. Uh, mm. You've got Dory who's been killing it off the bench. And now you've got Davey as well. So like, I'm not sure if they're going to be having him off the bench. He's not much of an impact player. Mm. Is Maddo going to move to prop, do you reckon? Um, I like Maddo as more of an impact player as well. Mm. So it's just... Um, and you know Brad Arthur with these um, rotations as well it's killing very strange yeah um, yeah at least we don't have a 14 that doesn't sit there and do anything anymore which is good but um, <laughs> even now with the hooker like do you reckon do you start hands and then bring on Hodgson oh yeah I was, well first with the Davey one it's, it's more just about I think he'd be on a minimum contract and it's just really good to have players like that in your top 30 that you know they're going to give you good footy 
Um, he wouldn't be taking anything away from some of the, the, the top-tier contracts. And I think they've probably identified Widomu Gregg as that rotating big forward um, with uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Bowler. And I don't, I don't mind the shout of Madison also being kind of considered a front rower-ish. I know he does have ball playing in him. So maybe, like, size-wise, you're always going to be okay if you go Widomu Gregg, Campbell, uh, sorry, Madison, uh, Hands, and then a Davy. Like, that's a, that's a big enough bench. You, know, you don't need to be any bigger than that in today's game. Uh, so I can understand the Davy signing just through the fact that he'd be on a minimum wage for sure. Uh, in regards to Hodgson at nine, I personally think that they should... Pro- I'm probably all the way in the camp now of I would like them to start Hands and bring Hodgson on for 20-minute impact games because I just think defensively... He just struggles a little bit in regards to... Like, I love his attitude that he tries to shoot up out of the line to try and get good contact, and sometimes it works. But also, at the same time, when it, when it misses, it, it's quite a big miss. So I actually probably would be start beginning to start hands. And also, the good thing about starting hands is, like, he's 24, 23, 24. Mm. You're building towards the future. What do you boys reckon? I think on the Madison one, I think Maddo's a better edge than he is middle. But for you guys, I think you're better when he's in the middle. Without a mm. doubt. I think the momentum he brings you through the middle is sensational. We are out there the other night. Andrew Davey obviously wasn't playing. He is so loved out there. It's not even funny. That was one thing that really stood out to me, how much they all love Andrew Davey. I would, you know, it looks like to me that Phil Gould's gone. We've got all these injuries. Probably need to bring someone in. We've got back rowers galore. Like, I reckon you would have got a really good deal for Andrew Davey. To bring a guy in who has been very successful for you before. It wasn't that long ago. He was keeping Sean Lane out of the team. So they know what they can get out of him. I like the depth that he adds there. He did the same at Manly. He was keeping yeah. Josh Schuster out of the spot when Schuster was playing all right. I like Davey as well. I think he's a great pickup for you. Yeah, and he'd be definitely on minimum. He'd be like, there's no way. Oh, like, max, you know, 200, 250. So I don't think he'd be hurting your cap at all. Um, what do you think about the Hodgson hands? You know, I feel like we've called it quite early in regards to we were a bit like, oh, I just don't know whether we know Hodgson's a gun and individually he does some great things. Does he gel as well as we? hoped he would you know it seems super critical after they've just bloody gone on and towed mm. the knights up but i don't know i it's just i just feel like there's some kind of that hands combination just seems to work for me and i like i rather i like the idea of sitting down with hodgson and going mate you got 20 to 30 minutes work your magic like yep. when you go on everybody knows that you're that you're the shot caller for that 20 minutes or whatever at the well not the shot caller but like mitchell moses knows that it's like Look, if Hodgson sees something, he can take it. Whereas this situation they're in currently, it's still a bit... And again, it sounds like it's unfair because he's only been there for, what, we're at nine games in? It's going to take time yeah. to build the combination. He only played 44 on the weekend. Yeah, so I, I, I probably would be starting hands. I probably would be. What do you and think? I think Hodgson showed us at the start of the season he can play 80. Doesn't mean he should. I don't think so. Mm. Uh, and I didn't buy a 33-year-old Josh Hodgson to come and tackle the biggest forwards on the field in the first 30 minutes. Uh, I brought him for his maturity and his experience and his incredible ball playing that he's got that we don't get to see when he's forced to make 30 tackles in the first 25 minutes. Uh, to add to that as well, um, Yates has been killing it in um, lower grades too. So I reckon, I think we've only signed Hodgson for one year. I'm not sure if mm. it's one or two. I think it's a... Yeah. Oh, the good old mutual option. Yeah. Um, so if you have them there, the coach hands, mm. hands can be there, and then you can have Yates eventually come up through the grades. And then how, how old is Yates? Oh, man, I wouldn't be able to. Be like 18, 19? Yeah. But um, I know. You also won the SG ball on the weekend with Brad Arthur's young bloke at Hooker. Yeah, exactly. He's very talented. Yeah. What, Arthur at Hooker? Yep. Wow. 
The younger brother. Oh, the younger brother. <laughs> I was going to say, damn, where's that going? Like, well, math's not my strongest point, Guru. Um, and Eels, there's no one just here. Any questions, mate? I was just going to say that um, I thought it was probably uh, the first time this season where we've just gone back to running hard mm. um, and playing off the front foot. I know Newcastle weren't at their best, but um, I think just watching all those missed tackles and um, playing off the front foot, you saw guys like uh, Moses and Gutho just thrive on it. Um, and just wanted to ask, you know, do you think Parramatta need to go back to just playing power football or um, uh, any other way of playing? Because I think that, that if we just keep running hard, you're going to have guys like uh, Moses and, and Gutho and Brown, uh, that'll get them to run more. Mm. Oh, mate, I totally agree. Like some, the the big knock on Moses sometimes is he's just too lateral and he just... He's, he's having a good game. He might have a tricycle or so, and all of a sudden he just gets in that super competitive mode and he's trying to score every play. Um, even though I don't think he's been guilty of it this year and I think that he's matured out past that, I do think you're right in regards to, like, they were super direct on the weekend. And if the Eels are going to make, th- like, any kind of run, it's it's going to be a hyper-aggressive forward pack that's running super direct. And that's why I think it's perfect. You start with Brendan Hands. He gets them going forward. When you've got Josh Hodgson field, they can go a little bit lateral, but I think that if Parramatta can beat the door down early, then bring Hodgson on to do his stuff, a very hard team to beat. Oh, mate. Well, it's just, it's crazy. So, like, out of the last, I think, four times they've met Panthers, obviously they lost the one that counts, but they've beaten them three times. So it's like, Panthers fans, it's a, it's a nice little giggle there, like, yeah, yeah, that's right, we did win the grand final. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so Eels, incredible win. Uh, really, really good for their conversation, uh, for their confidence going forward. Um, Do you think they still need a fullback with X Factor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God, seriously. That's <laughs> just insane. And the fact that, like, they club didn't come out and immediately just go, nonsense, nonsense. Like, they, the club were like, oh, well, no, we don't really, like, we kind of want an outside back, and we kind of, if there is a better fullback on the market, and you're like, just come out and say, Oi, Gutho is good enough for us to win a comp. We back him all the way. We're looking for an outside back because they need an outside back. Mm. And I, I do think, I will say, Eels fans, I do think you need an outside back to win the comp, though. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I think it's like... Uh, uh, sorry? It could be Gutho. <laughs> Gutho in the centers. Um, no, I do think that you need... Like... You know what's crazy? It's like, Opacek would be heaven sent right now. Yeah. You know? I miss an Opacek. Who thought you'd ever say that? I know. But seriously. He, 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 at, there was a period there where, like, you, you're almost saying, like, Opacek's lucky to be in the side. Mate, if you had Opacek this year, I th- honestly reckon you win two or three more games. Well, I was originally the first few games, I was like, if Maddo's back, mm. we win those 100%. Yeah. But it's the centers, man. It's like, I understand. Russell's come back in and he's mm. done well with the centre, but he's a winger. 
yeah. in my opinion. Like yeah, I agree. The, the first two games of the preseason, he scored like three tries or something. He's insane. Mm. Mm. Um, and uh, Hayes needs some time to warm up to it, but he, he liquefied his knee like a year ago. Then he was like ACL, PCL, MCL. Yeah, it's going to take yeah. time to get It'll back. It's going to take time. Quite um, I reckon Tass from Rabbitohs, if Whiten's gone there, Jesse Arthurs would have been Jesse Arthurs would have been fantastic. <laughs> Don't you dare, yeah, yeah. my boy Jesse Arthurs. But um, how yeah, do you? We just need a, a, a center. I reckon well, yeah, that's a great yeah, shout, the yeah. Tass, because he wouldn't be on mm, big coins. You've know. got Assi in reserve grade still, who they're playing well, fullback. Used him. I have What's no idea on? why, but yeah. he, I would have had him at center weeks ago. Mm. Fingers crossed. Well, I wonder. Yeah, that I really like that Tass shout because. Most likely going to be moved to the wing, but you'd have to say surely the Eels have got – if they're in the market – like, for example, they said they're in the market for – if there's a fullback out there better than Gutho, they're in the market. So they've clearly got cap space mm. because a, a fullback better than Gutho is fucking a million dollars. We're going after Jaden Campbell, weren't we, originally? And then uh, yeah, there was chat. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that Tash out. Really hate the Jesse Arthurs one. Just relax on that shit. <laughs> it's too late now anyway. Come so. on, bus. Um, but yeah, that's a good shout. I, I like that. Uh, now, just quick ad. Uh, Nine now stream live stream live NRL games from free on Nine now this week. Nine are starting with Manly versus Broncos on Friday night, Storm versus Rabbitohs on Saturday night, and Roosters versus Cowboys on Sunday night. All of these games are Magic Round, the biggest games and the best commentary for free. Get it. Uh, get on and stream it now, anywhere, anytime. That's Nine now, guys. As you guys all know. I get access to the Nine Now talent to interview them with this partnership. So if you're going to watch footy, watch it on Nine Now. And it, it really genuinely is. I used to think that like there was ads all the time on the app side of things. It's only when they score. There's an ad and then they come back, kick. And it's, about a, it's only about a minute um, in regards to like how much extra you have to watch in a game. So Nine Now, it's uh, HD, free, and it's a great app to use. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.